My name is Sarah Wilson and I'm a co-host on the Command Shift podcast. I recognize that the job search experience can be a stressful and uncertain time for many people. If you're concerned about any symptoms you may be experiencing, please consult your GP. And if you do need to chat, there are plenty of service providers in Australia, like Beyond Blue, that have a 24-7 support line on 1300 224636. Take care. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Command Shift podcast. I'm Vishale and I'm here with the beautiful Sarah and today we will be delving into the world of interviews um, and stepping you through the process, some of our personal experiences and maybe sharing a few tips or tricks that we think have helped us get our jobs really. Um, so Sarah, before we kick things off, what have been your wins for the week? Oh, hello everyone. It's very, very lovely to be back. My wins for the week, I would say probably not overly work related. It's more personal mindset related. I did a breath work and ice bath class. Um, session which is really cool um I just felt I've never done an ice bath before I've done breath work before and I knew how amazing it is for your mental health and how you feel and then we did the ice bath after and it was just such a nice way we did it on Friday nice way to end the end the week um yeah so it was really that was really fun and I'd say that was my win and about you Shay um that's so funny you say that because I actually did a breath work and ice bath challenge like the week before you did Uh, and I loved it as well um my win for the week it is they're really yeah I love it though I actually feel like I felt the benefits of it which I Mm. wasn't expecting um my win for the week is also probably it is work related but I think it's maybe more about me pushing myself into places beyond my um comfort zone um but I have settled in my team in my graduate kind of role and I just adore the people that are gradding with me like really really nice people and I have really been pushed I'm not a big social person like I'm quite introverted I have my friends I love my friends um but it very much felt like I was the new kid at school trying to make friends. And I think I put in quite, and still am putting in like quite a bit of effort to go out and like see people, see them specifically outside of work and build relationships with them. And that maybe wasn't something that I would have been comfortable doing like a year or so ago. Um, So that is probably my win and I feel like it's paying off as well like we all did like a little drunk text on Friday night being like I love you guys so much so happy that we're (laughs) gonna be working together which is really wholesome so yeah so that's a win that is so exciting such an exciting time at the beginning of a new chapter yeah it's honeymoon phase babes yeah yeah (laughs) we'll see how long it lasts not that I think they'll last but in terms of my no 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 it will last and um yeah no that's so exciting like literally starting fresh um yeah so what week are you up to 
uh, like in the office, this is week three. Wow. But in my team, week two. Yeah, wow. Super, super fresh. It's so funny talking to you because like I've been, I finished the grad program, so I'm a year in. Mm. So it's like making me reflect on that time when I started. Yeah. But it was such a different world back then. Like everything was online still. The office was closed because of COVID. Um, Do you guys have like a cohort? Like is there? Yeah. yeah, Okay. Yes. There's around 30 of us. Mixture of software engineers, product marketers and designers. Um, And it was just nice having that cohort because even now like, so catch up for coffee, so see them at the office. Mm. Um, it's just nice to see familiar faces that are, you know, the same age as you. This is their first job. It's like, it's nice. Um, so yeah, that is very exciting. Yeah. Okay, so Sarah, you obviously have got this amazing job that you love so much. Um, but I remember when you were interviewing or just about to go through the interview process, you really were like, I'm not going to get this. Like you weren't really sure how it was going to pan out. Um, obviously it did work out. So I'd love to know maybe just some of your experience and how you felt during that process and also how you prepped for those interviews. Cause I know it can be quite a strenuous period. Mm, yeah, definitely. So the way my interview process worked was, so I submitted the application um, and then was waiting to hear back. And then I had the first sort of round of interviews was actually not an interview with the person. It was, I had to film myself answering three questions. So I guess they wanted to see like who you are, how you speak, how you present. Um, so that was actually really fun because I was able to really prepare because it wasn't like live. Mm. Um, so I was able to interview myself. Um, I had it was like three questions, I think about like who you are, why you want this job. And like, it was sort of like a riddle, like a sort of trivial thing. Um, yeah. So they could learn more about you. Were they timed? Did you find out, like, did you know the questions before and have like endless time to yeah. think about it? Oh, yeah. So it wasn't okay. like I had to go on and press record yeah. and that was it. Um, they emailed me um, the three questions and they said, hey, like, can you film a video max six minutes or however long it was to these three questions? Can you send it in by Friday? So then I had like a week to do it. So that was good because I had time to think about the questions, had time to film and edit um, and then send it through. So that was really good. I liked that. And then from that round got sent um, like, yeah, like you're on to the next round. This is actually an interview with someone. So that round was one-on-one with the one of the managers um, in my team and the way it was actually funny that first interview because it wasn't even about my skills or anything. It was about me as a human, Mm -hmm. which I guess goes into the company that I applied for because I went in there. So the way I prepared for it was read so much info about the company, the backstory, read into the product, delve deep into the product to make sure, you know, like I was obviously a user already, but made sure I was signed up. I've tried every single feature on there. Like I became a product expert in this company. And then I got in there and it was like the most chillest thing. It was so nice. Like obviously they had a lot of questions for me, but it was more to do with like how I would problem solve, 
my um, values as a person, mm-hmm. um, which at first I got really shocked. I was like, oh, what? Like she just wants to have a chat and like <laughs> see who I am. Um, and she, But then at the end she was saying like, this is a part of the company's values. Like we need to see if you fit into our culture. We obviously know from, you know, like I've done my degree, I've mm-hmm. done some experience. I They've listened to that first um, interview that I sent through. This is more about learning, more about you and who you are. Um, so it was really refreshing and that was also a green flag. So I think a perspective that I had in interviews was, yeah, they're interviewing me, but also this is going to be your life. Like if you work for this company, that's going to be your day to day. So essentially you're also interviewing them and how they approach interviews, what questions they ask you, how engaged, how energized they are to talk to you is an indication of the work culture and who, like, especially if that's going to be your manager or your manager's manager. Um, so that was a massive green flag for me when that first interview with a person was chatting about my values, the company's values, if I have any questions or concerns for um, her. So that was really awesome, but just like a note that sometimes you can't prepare for things and sometimes they just genuinely want to know who you are as a person. So I think yeah prepare by like looking at the company and doing all that research that you can control but these elements of interviews that you can't control um in terms of like literally just who you are as a human how you respond to (laughs) random questions but also it's good you can prepare for that still because through like reflection as we said in the first um like the application uh podcast episode where we were saying sit down and do some reflection of who you are as a person and what you value and then those that's what came up in that interview it was like, hey, look, this is why I'm applying for this company because my values align with your values and um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So there's sort of two sides. It's like, yes, research the company and like learn about it for them to interview you, mm. but also do some self-reflection and see what's important to you so you can pretty much interview them yeah. and see if that like aligns. I think in a way that, sorry to cut you off, but I feel no. like those things there is a way for those things to come together and kind of Mm. diverge in this like perfect answer. Like I found that no one would care if I, if someone asked me, why do you want to work here? If I said you worked on this matter and this was amazing, like no one would care. But if I can say these, you represent these clients, for example, I really resonate with their values. I really resonate with your values. I like the work that you do holistically and can identify why Mm. beyond the kind of commercial elements. Like I feel like that really lands because it not only like validates their purpose and what they're doing and probably the reasons why they're still working there, but also shows that you're able to kind of, I guess not personify, but like, make things that are quite trivial and like commercial and yeah you know um feel a bit more human in a way and you recognize that and you're able to understand why that is something that appeals to you Mm. and yeah I think as well another mindset shift that I had before going into an interview was like these people are humans too Mm -hmm. like going into this they could have had a really bad morning they could have been really stressed with work like they're not this amazing like human that's 
perfect. Yeah. They're also imperfect. There's someone you're probably going to, I'm working with like the three people that interviewed me. I'm working with them. Yeah. One of them is my direct like boss. Um, so they also want to see like how, you, how they would work with you because I work with one of them every single day. We chat all the time because they're my direct manager. <laughs> um, so it is like, we're all human. And if you can bring that element to those interviews, then it's just like, you're, it's you're going to be a natural fit or not. Like when I was in there chatting to these, um, well, they're all women because I'm in a very like uh, female dominated field and of marketing. They, um, it was just like a vibe. Like we honestly just like hit it mm. off. Like, cause I, so after that individual interview with that, um, person i had another so i had a challenge they sent me a challenge that's what mm -hmm. they called it and it was pretty much so i'm in product marketing it was pick a product that you think wasn't launched that well and then tell us how you would launch it oh my gosh so i loved it like i love that stuff so yeah. I, it wasn't like annoying for me it was actually exciting and creative and by that time like uni was over so i hadn't done a project mm -hmm. in a while so um I struggled a bit trying to figure out a product that I wanted. Mm. And in my head, I was like, oh, I'm probably going to have to do some sort of software or tech product because I was applying for a tech company. But then I was like, you know what? Like I was picking all these ones. Like, I'm not really that passionate about them. Mm. Um, so I ended up going with a period brand, um, which is – I remember this. Yeah, random. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, this could go either really well – Oh, really bad. And I remember telling my uh, family and my dad being like, oh, like, you know, I totally get it. Like, I know that you're passionate about it, but do you not think it's a bit risky? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, what happens if, like, you know, a man is on the call? <laughs> he goes, you know, like, if it was me, like, that's fine. But, like, you know, some people are a bit iffy about that stuff. And I said, well, you know what? If they're iffy about it, I don't want to work for them. Yeah. Like, that's – uh, a topic and something that I'm passionate about. Um, it's also not something that is like it should be an issue. It's yeah. not controversial, yeah. And if it is, then that's a problem. Yeah. And in my head, I knew the company that I'm applying for, and I knew it wouldn't be an issue because I know how progressive they are. Yeah. And I felt like they would appreciate that more than anything, and it would help me stand out, mm. which it ended up doing. Because I remember at the end of the presentation, they were like, "Wow, I didn't like think you know that's like such a random problem." <laughs> that before and I said yeah I don't know I just I because I was looking up like product launches and you know what I could improve and nothing was really standing out and then in my head I was like okay what have I seen that I think could actually be improved in my mm. like little world and that was one of them um so yeah it was really good and I presented it and they even said that the feedback was you could just feel the passion coming from you. And when you pitched it, like you were pitching it as if you were talking to us and you had your own way of talking about it. And they were like, I remember, um, and now like thinking about it, I know I know the two people that interviewed me for the challenge. I'm like, of course they loved it. Like they, mm -hmm. you know, like um, obviously amazing, intelligent women, like they would love what I pitched, but it was still like, I guess a risk to do that, but that's another example of like, if your gut is telling you to do something, do it. Because my gut was like, you need to do this. And yeah. I did it. And it turned out um, correct because I just stuck true to who I am. I was like, I have to do with that. So that was, that was the, yeah, that was the last interview. 
and then I got a phone call. Oh, yeah. did you cry? Right, because in my head, so this, um, I feel like I could do a whole topic on mindset and manifestation mm. because when I received the call, I, well, after the challenge, when I pitched it, I felt like. You it, felt good. I felt good. Yeah. And I was like, mm, if I don't get it, at least I know that I did my best. And I was like, that was a really good presentation that I just did. Um, So I didn't really mind how it sort of turned out because I knew I went all in I mean obviously I would have been upset because it's it was one of my like dream companies to work for but um I don't know I had just had this deep knowing that that's so good that it was for me yeah I just knew like I wasn't anxious yeah I just you connected I just knew that, that that's what I'm gonna do next year I'm gonna be yeah. working for them like it just everything like even the interview process like it was fun it aligned to who I was and I was like, this is, this is it. Yeah. And also comparing to the other like interviews that I went through, it just didn't sit right. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, that can go with anything in life. It's like, you just know when it's not aligned Yeah. and this, everything was aligning. So yeah, it was a fun interview, interview process, which was a good sign, a green flag. So yeah, look for the green flags in your, in your interview process. But I guess it's different depending on what role and company you're going for. Do you yeah. have like a different experience? How did yours go? Um, I mean, I think just on that note, I think grad roles specifically are very niche in the sense that they don't really expect you to have like any experience. Like mm -hmm. I think obviously at any stage it's important to know who a person is as a person. But I think at that stage, the as a grad, the only way you can stand out is by being yourself and like showing who you are as a person and the potential you have to grow and to learn and your enthusiasm for things like life mm. and even the things that you care about outside of learning and work and everything. I think just going off that, the really beautiful thing about being a grad is that there are no expectations. Like no one expects you to have this kind of extensive five-year-long history at another company. Um, well, they shouldn't. No, oh God, please no. Um, I do know that sometimes you do see those entry-level roles with... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, but I think if you're getting to the interview stage at this point, like it really is about just showing who you are, the potential that you have, your enthusiasm for the things that you do. And that's how you sell people on you. Obviously, don't be disingenuous, but I think if that's the type of person you are, you're not going to find it as hard as you anticipate it to be. Mm. Um, I probably did prepare quite a bit for my interviews just because I knew, I mean, so was the one you went for, but I went into it, all of them. I interviewed a lot last year, knowing that they were all really highly competitive. And I think anticipating based on the industry that I'm in, that they're, things are quite structured and people like receiving things a certain way. Um, and so I don't know if you've heard of the STAR method, um, but it stands for situation, task, um, approach and or like result or something. But basically it's just a way of structuring an interview response. Um, and I remember literally Googling like top 25 interview questions um, and going through each question and making sure I had a STAR response written for every single one 
Um, I didn't memorize those. I didn't study them, but at least it meant that I thought about every single topic and knew that I could answer it in a way that was, I guess, digestible to the audience. Um, in the end, none of them were really necessary, particularly for the company that I'm at. Um, I think one of the best things that I kind of felt in an interview and I really liked as a person being interviewed is you not having to introduce yourself first. Like I remember my, um, the last interview that I did, I walked in, sat down and they introduced themselves, not just like their role, but like what they do, what they love about their job, what their, you know, their family, like those sorts of things. Um, and kind of meant that when I was doing my elevator pitch or my like introduction to myself, it didn't feel like an interview question. It felt like I genuinely wanted to tell these people about myself. Um, That's a vibe. It was. It was really vibey. Um, <laughs> I think. Green flag. Clearly. <laughs> okay, maybe I should rewind a little bit um, back to the beginning of the interview process. So I'd say there were kind of two main structures that I had. One was like a three-stage interview process. One, the other one was a two, one, actually a one interview. Um, but the ones that were three-stage were kind of one online interview, usually with someone from HR and maybe like a senior associate, so not a partner, but like someone who still has quite a bit of seniority and respect, um, which was that honestly, those for me were like the scariest, like I think trying to make a connection online with someone whilst they're not really at the stage of, I trust you to do the job and I just want to know who you are as a person. Like, I feel like that was quite technical. And um, I guess going into a legal role, make sure you know what matters the company has worked on and what is going on in the legal and commercial world if you're going into a commercial law firm. Because I remember they asked me, about inflation and I was so lucky that I had like looked it was at a time where this was very topical um and I had just by some chance like skimmed the news that morning and knew the answer but I actually bumped into someone else who interviewed in that same process and he's like I had no clue I literally did not know and I knew at that moment that my chances of progressing were gone because it was something that I should have known um so those sorts of things feels really trivial but like have a skim of the news the morning before, look at, yeah, the AFR, if you have access to it, like just do those little things that seem quite menial maybe. Um, but I think really kind of gave me a bit more confidence after that interview. Um, and also if you're told your interviewers beforehand, Google them. Like I remember that one, I think, may I don't know if I won them over, but I think the kind of seal the deal for me was that I had known specifically for the senior associate that he had worked in New York before and like wanted I asked about that because I'm interested in traveling overseas and like knowing things about them not in a creepy level but like just enough that they feel like you care um really helps and it actually was a really good point of conversation um I think then I had like a networking like thing where they definitely were like trying to suss you out they sent like a bunch of associates and a bunch of like prospective grads together um 
which it was good. It was like very casual, but I still felt very much like I'm being interviewed or, you know, they're analyzing my behavior. Um, that was still good. Enjoyed myself, had a good time. The final stage of, I'm thinking about one particular company and I'm not going to name them, but I actually had a good time, but I think in hindsight, um, and having interviewed at other places, maybe not my favorite experience, um, but similar to Sarah, we had a task to do, to do. They didn't give us what it was beforehand, just that you knew you were getting one. Um, and they put us in a room by yourself for, I think it was an hour and they gave you like a thought leadership piece on something. Um, I remember it was on crypto and I was so lucky because I was doing a lot of learning about crypto at the time because of one of my uni electives so I knew it was digestible for me like I could read it and I could analyze but my I swear my brain didn't work for that entire hour just because of like how high my stress levels were like I don't think I'm someone who responds well to that environment like being locked in a room by yourself not being able to like think or talk to anyone even if you're not asking questions anyway did not work for me the company I work for now probably the best interview I've like ever had like really from the moment I walked into the door they introduced themselves they set the tone they made it a lot more casual they were kind of having a little bit of banter between the two of them like obviously very friendly but like made me feel comfortable um in a way that I probably not ever felt in an interview room before I also had a task for that, but they'd given it to us 24 hours before we had to read a case and had like a client brief and had to like effectively prepare an advice. And the partner and this managing associate that I was with pretended to be the clients and you kind of had to be the lawyer and lawyer away to them, um, which actually was really enjoyable. I found myself and took a few minutes, but actually really loving it. And I think that really, I think they saw that, like they saw that it was something that I was enjoying and my stress levels were visibly kind of going down as the minutes ticked by. Yeah, mm. some ups, some downs, but I think in terms of preparing, I think honestly, like the mental prep is better than anything you could do, mm -hmm. like academically, like I, remember just feeling stressed um like every time I interviewed except for that last one which I think also helped because I knew that I had another offer I mean obviously that's a very lucky position to be in but I was like I'm doing this for fun because I want to because I want to be here not because I'm so stressed and I think having that mindset of yeah, like it doesn't matter if I get it or not. I'm going to put myself out there and do the best that I possibly can and whatever mm -hmm. happens, happens. So I think, yeah, literally as Sarah said, like do the reflection, know who you are and be comfortable coming in and showing that. Yeah. And connecting with people. Like, as you said, like they're real people sitting on the other side of the table to you. Like they have lives, they have things that they enjoy. Like I remember like in my interview, like asking question that wasn't work related to them and they're like the enthusiasm yeah. that they showed was just you know it matched my level of enthusiasm when talking about the things I enjoyed um so yeah it doesn't necessarily always need to be about work yeah, yeah. definitely because yeah you're gonna end up working with these people that you want to be mm -hmm. working with good 
good humans. I think as well, like how you mentioned how one interview didn't go as well as the other. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like it, it, you definitely perform better in different scenarios. So 100%. like, for example, someone being locked in a room, reading a case study, that might perform well for them, but yeah. others, it just doesn't. But yeah. it doesn't matter because in the next interview, you can like redeem yourself but i think that also speaks to what you were saying about like you really felt like you had a greater understanding of the company after going through the interview process and the way that they ran things like Mm. in hindsight like right now just reflecting on that i think that is so true like i've been i've been working there for like a week and a half like it's not really i don't know but i get the sense that they get you very involved from the beginning and want you to have these experiences and i've never felt stupid asking a question from like someone else like I've obviously internalized a lot of that but everyone keeps saying like we're a nice firm that's what we want to be known as and I have felt that from yeah literally the moment I walked into the interview room up until this point now okay bouncing this back to you Sarah what would you say from your whole interview experience kind of at every company what would you say are your top three interview tips for young Sarah? For me is have a positive mindset. Super cliche, but honestly, if this doesn't work out, there was a reason it didn't work out and it doesn't align with who you are and what your future is supposed to look like. No matter how heartbreaking or upsetting it feels at the time, Um, So going with that mindset and going with the mindset as well that literally we're all humans, Mm -hmm. we're all imperfect, including the person that's interviewing you. So if whenever I would go in with that mindset shift, like if this is meant to be, it will be, I will perform to the best of my ability today and they are just as human as I am. We're here for a conversation. We're here to learn more about each other. Mm -hmm. I would honestly be so much more calmer than if I was to go and be like, they're amazing, it's an amazing company, you know, I need to get it. It's like it's the difference between that anxious sort of attachment to it and just like that neutral, peaceful, calm that you know whatever is meant to be will be. I think also they can sense that as well. Like when your aura and your vibe is like calm and you feel in control and you can think about what you're saying before you say it, you can, you know, I think it shows. I love the concept of active listening. So even in my relationships outside of work and within work, I always take the time to actually listen to what someone is saying and also what that meaning, what the meaning is behind what they are saying because it might be totally different to what is actually coming out of their mouth. The subtext. The subtext. And I think if you go in with the mindset of calm and peace, you're you're not afraid of the silences of being able to think and you give that you give yourself that time and that stillness to really reflect in that moment and then respond in a way that makes sense to you and aligns with how you interpreted it so definitely yeah just honestly even before going into the interview i would just meditate just get myself grounded because I would be, otherwise I'd be walking around the house, especially because when I was doing it, it was all online. I'd be walking around the house so anxious, like fixing my hair a million times, fixing my makeup. So just sit in stillness with yourself and align back to who you are. And then you can go in there with a clear headspace and with a mindset that it's all going to be okay. And like, 
just literally have a conversation and respond how you would respond. Um, yeah, so that would be the first one. The second one I would say is stay true to yourself. Also very, another cliche. I love the freaking cliches. <laughs> These but, could be like song titles. Oh, I'm going to write a poem about this. <laughs> um, stay true to yourself and don't be afraid to take risks. Calculated risks, obviously, that are appropriate, but risks in terms of like my story about my challenge, my task that I had mm -hmm. to do, I stuck to my gut because I knew that it was what aligned to who I am and I wasn't like being untrue to myself by choosing another example. So, yeah, stay true to yourself and like if they ask you a question, be honest because if you're lying in your interview, yeah. you're going to be working with these people and you're going to have to uphold that lie or yeah. be someone that you're not. Same as like don't memorise answers like that you think they want to hear. Like listen, say kind of going back to what you were saying before, but listen to what they're saying, listen to the subtext and respond in the way that you actually feel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that would be my second one. And then the third one would be look, be aware of the green and red flags in the interview process um, because as we were talking about, like, literally the interview process is an extension of the company and what the company and working culture is like. So if you're feeling like, oh, this is a really weird interview process, there's heaps of red flags and not being communicative, like this just, it's a lot of like off energy, then what do you think the actual day-to-day -day is going to be like if they can't organise a one-hour interview or something like that? So, yeah, look for the green and red flags and remember that you are also interviewing them because it's your life as well. So, yes, that was my little pocket of wisdom, I would say. And, yeah, Shay, what's, what are your top three tips for interviews? Um, I, I actually might just bounce off what you said in terms of looking at the red and green flags. Yeah. Just from a diversity perspective, take note of the people that you see during the interview process and like the networking process. Um, because I think it is very reflective of the people that you will be working with. Um, not that that's a bad thing, like, but I think if, if you are a woman being interviewed by two men, um, I think sometimes that and a company is allowing for that to happen. I think personally that is quite not problematic, but I think it kind of would raise some alarms for me. Um, also, just like racial background, if people are talking about, you know, a diversity of interests, like these sorts of things, like I think in terms of culture, there's a difference between marketing and like what the company is actually about and I yeah. think those sorts of things and just monitoring obviously like don't say anything or you know unless you really feel like you have to which absolutely your prerogative but just take note like I think I I honestly didn't until someone brought it up to me and I kind of went back mentally and like reevaluated every interview I had and looking at the organizations that those interviews aligned with and being like oh okay this really is like reflective anyway that's that's not a dampen but i think it is relevant yeah that's actually so interesting that like 
literally an interview is could be symbolic of the entire organization like yeah. interview process like if you have multiple interviews obviously you're going to see different walks of life from yeah. the organization that is literally a little yeah little symbolism of what the entire organization is that's such a good point yeah and the way that they talk sorry i actually am quite passionate about this one. <laughs> um but the way that they talk about diversity as well if you um as someone that's from a diverse background like making sure that you don't feel trivialized or you don't feel like a tokenistic kind of tick of a box um or if diversity is spoken about in a way that does feel like it's a quota not something that they actually want to do and something that they believe um and i've heard ridiculous not me but like other people have said questions they've been asked in interviews that are just kind of ridiculous like in terms of they're someone of color and being asked about their contribution to diversity which um yeah um but I think also there is a big difference between diversity and inclusion and it is a company's responsibility to make an environment inclusive for people in order for diversity to be achieved. It is not the responsibility of a diversity team or, you know, diverse people to make a place diverse. Like those systems need to be in place and those things need to be important to the people running the company. And I think sometimes you can get a sense of whether that is the case. Maybe not always, like sometimes it'll take a bit longer, but I think sometimes it'll take just take the question, like, re yeah, reading the subtext of the questions that are being asked to gauge whether that is the case. I don't know. I think as someone who is diverse, diverse, <laughs> is from a diverse background, um, yeah, it was something that I later on in my interview experience definitely paid a lot more attention to. Um, so important. But, yeah, um, I guess my actual three top tips are, sorry, would be take every interview as a learning experience. Like I've had some shocking interviews. Um, and as I said, like walked out crying afterwards. Um, and my mom would just always say like, okay, but if it's not this one, it's the next one. Like take what you felt, what you did, like make notes, obviously not, you don't need to be physical notes, but just mental notes of um, what worked, what didn't, and yeah, take it as a learning experience. You're only, like practice makes perfect. Like I know that people wanna get the job the very first time, but for most people that is not the case. Mm. And sometimes it's a blessing in disguise and you're given so many opportunities to kind of perfect the way that you express yourself, which I actually think is quite a beautiful thing. Um, so yeah, that would probably be my top tip. Um, I'd also say notice the little things. Um, it's not a great look to walk into an interview like underdressed for the organization or with your phone not on silent and have it ring during the interview or just be don't be late. Like these really little things that, yeah, feel really trivial, but sometimes the day of, if you're quite flustered, which I hope you're not, um, can be forgotten. Um, and I think they sometimes speak louder than the words that you're saying. I think my final tip is, this is so boring, I hate that this is the last one I'm saying, but I think it is quite frankly to do your research 
Um, it doesn't need to be excessive. It doesn't need to be trawling through a company's history for however long it's been around for. But I think just be aware of what they want their reputation to be, what they're doing, like what they're known for, what their values are. I have point blank been asked what value resonates with us, um, what resonates with you in an interview. Um, yeah, and as I said, like just having specifically for law and commercial law, like just have a general understanding, um, have something that you care about as well, like in that field, like something that you can speak to. Um, and this isn't necessarily like a research related, but like have things like I think sometimes when if someone asks me like what's your favorite movie I could not recall a single movie that I've ever watched in my entire life (laughs) like so after every interview I would write down any question that I hadn't anticipated um or the questions like about me personally that was something that I couldn't really think of at the time or gave some really crappy answer to um so one of them is like favorite movie um, if you've said hobbies, like if you have a little hobbies section on your resume, make sure you know what they are and can speak to them. Um, which I, yeah, I could, but like took a little bit of brain power to remember the last trip I'd been on or like just those sorts of things that you kind of just like, no one's going to ask me that. They probably will ask you that. Yeah. Um, and don't make it like if you're applying for a law job, don't say your favorite book is To Kill a Mockingbird or like you know like it doesn't need to be what you think they They want you to hear like genuinely just make it something that you actually enjoy and you can speak to because if you say a movie and they've seen it and you haven't Mm. they're gonna grill you you're done mate yeah so yeah i guess those are kind of my top tips i this is should have been a tip but it's not a tip um like save brain power for these things, like actually plan in your calendar, like interview prep time, especially if it's mm-hmm. happening. For some reason they do it around assignment time, like every single time. So yeah, assign time to it and don't leave it to the last minute because I think you will get flustered. Yeah. And I also think after the interview as well, context sharing is really helpful. Like if you're at uni or you're, I don't know, you have friends in the same industry, like share what you experience so people are aware um you know something weird came up or unique came up Mm. share it with your friends share it with your uni peers like it it will help each other and it will help you like have a discussion about it as well and just to reflect realize that the way that you're feeling is probably not just you it's probably everyone else yeah you're not you're not alone yeah and so you know what laugh about it like yeah i think it's it's character building. And it's also like such a human experience. Like everyone has to go through yeah. this at some stage and throughout their entire life, like as you move on in your career, like you'll have other funny interview experiences that you can share and other yeah. really amazing ones. But yeah, no, that was so, so interesting. And also funny how we both had very different experiences. Like you mm-hmm. talking about those interviews, I was like, wow, like very different to what I went through. And I think that also just goes to show like we're applying for different industries. Yeah. Um, different roles so of course like it's dependent on what you're applying for and what industry you're going into um but yeah this is our sort of take on it and our experiences so yeah good luck if you're in that situation yes. at the moment or um about to go into it yeah it's not time. as bad as you think it's 
going to be. It's not. And you know what? A year from now, you'll probably be reflecting on how interesting that process was while you're sitting in your new job that you love so much. So Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'll love you and leave you. See you later. Bye.